and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Uh, I forgot how humor works. I'm we too... gotta do corrections for last week. Okay. Wait. Are we starting? <laughs> we have to intro the show. That's, this is the intro. This is the intro. This. How do is... we start it? How, do we Welcome have... to Spoofs, Goofs, and Novelty Song. I'll do that again. Welcome to Spoofs, Goofs, and Novelty Songs. What? The podcast is about dumb shit. Oh, <laughs> God, that's stupid. That's God, what a dumb subtitle. Week. Oh, my God. Who would you think of mean... that? Uh, uh, I'm Scott. I'm the host. I am Marty. I am the host. I'm Kelly. I'm the host. Uh, welcome to episode two of this uh, little podcast that we've been doing. Last week, we had some technical difficulties, which you might be aware of, or we might have fixed it. You you won't know. You I won't know. We don't know right now. We don't know also. I don't think they... Well, I don't know. We have to do corrections for last week. Oh, wait. What corrections, Kelly? We have so many corrections to do. Last week, Scott at one point said that Jockey... I teased. You teased? Uh, what about Jockey? You, you said that Jockey, the sock underwear t-shirt company, was going to merge with Tommy Hilfiger. Mm-hmm. That was What rumor. are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> Who is Tommy Hilfiger? <laughs> Yeah, Tommy Hilfiger. Yeah. You know, he... Oh, boy. Anyway, here's the correction. I teased that uh, there was a tie-in to the Pink Panther. Who fucking cares? You don't have to do real Nobody's paying attention. I was expecting us to do fake corrections. You know what? If you're mad about the correction, you already know, like, what it... Who who gives a shit? No one's listening. Kelly was just having a goof, Scott. I was just having a goof, dude. I wasn't Mm -hmm. talking about your Pink Panther... Uh, buffoonery last yeah. week. Before we get into our spoofs and goofs, guys, what's been going on in your lives? Okay, so this is our oh cold open. <laughs> we just talk to each other like it's fucking tea time. Kelly, uh, I heard that you're uh, going on a trip soon. I'm going to oh my. Country Road. This would be, this is boring for like a fucking book Take club. Get out of here. <laughs> I'm going to Virginia. Oh, oh, while you're there, you should uh, you should try the seafood while you're there. I'm it's going really on tour without you two hooligans. You're taking spoofs, goose, and novelty songs on the road? I'm this is a podcast where road. we talk about the process of making a podcast, where we go through our technical difficulties, and then just the fucking minutiae of our... I wanted to You ever want to hear about a stranger's a goof, trip? Dude, I wanted to do corrections as a goof, as a good cold open... <laughs> You took it seriously. <laughs> because I do take it seriously. Scott wow. is fired up this week, guys. Scott's fired up. Mm-hmm. He's Such ready. Miranda. I'll cut. Fine, fine. I lost I lost the audio of la- part of the audio. Definitely peaking. Episode one, Yo, the pilot. Definitely so peaking. Good, I hope it's peaking because it shows how I'm feeling. I'm peaking. Is it peaking or is it just passion in these mics? Ooh, I'm always peaking. I think. In a sexual way. What we could do is. Corrections for last week, and the corrections. The correction are, is get the audio back. Yeah, no, yeah. we do the audio right now. <laughs> well, we end last we, week's. All right, so welcome to the end podcast. of. <laughs> no, 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 we're not doing that. We might as well. You know Another what? Maybe we'd. Uh, is what I'll say. Fine. Yeah, that might be the next time we record. We do that. I would say. 
Okay. This is good. I'm glad we're getting this on. Welcome to Spoofs, Spoofs, and Novelty Songs. Honestly, should we start over? No, keeping it off. Keeping it off. Spoofs, Goofs, and Novelty Songs is a podcast about dumb shit. This week we're going over Waiting for Guffman. Yes, the 1990, oh boy, I wrote down the year and now I lost it. 1996, I believe. Uh, Sure. Mockumentary by Christopher Guest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is where Trailer would play. Oh, man. Christopher Goofs, more like (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Boy, he's full of them. Uh, this is his movie he wrote with Eugene Levy after he had starred in Spinal Tap like 10 years before, had directed another movie in the meantime and acted a bunch of times, and then eventually was like, you know what I like to do? Improv with my friends. Let's do a little mockumentary about some uh, a small-town theater troupe. Community theater. Spoiler alert. Theater. He's in this one. He is the lead, yes. Christopher Guest, more like Christopher Host of Good Comedy. (laughs) Eugene Levy, more like Eugene Levity, am I right? God. He's in everything. Can I say, you guys, this is going well. (laughs) I think this is going just fine. Uh, Yeah, so what were you guys' initial thoughts on Waiting for Guffman, this week's spoof, as they say? AI, well, first of all, good. Uh, it is, by the way, it is a very good movie. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's good. It's, uh, I like that it's a nose laugh movie. I don't like that it's a nose laugh. I started yeah, saying you, something else. You chortle, right? Here's my thought. It's a nose laugh movie. I, you didn't laugh out loud at all during this? Through my nose, I did. Oh, boy. I had, I had some I had some ha-has at this one. Uh-huh. Let me tell you that. Austin Powers, no ha-has. Just nose laughs. I had a ha I had a couple of ha-has at Austin Powers. I had a couple of ha-has at... Goofman. Yeah. Waiting for Guffman. Oh, is that why it's called Waiting for Guffman? Because no. it sounds like Goofman? No. Uh, we'll it's... never know why it's called that then. Here's what he's trying to do. <laughs> Scott, <laughs> lay it out. Uh, it's about pathetic people, right? I no. No, see, and like he's he's had interviews where he's talked about that. It's not about pathetic people. It's about like earnest people. I think it's about small town America. That's what I got out of it. Like... Because that's something that, like, I, I grew up in a, in a small town in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. sort of. Do you want to name it? Yeah, sure, Green Bay. I mean, it's not super small, but it's, like, something that... <laughs> yeah, actually, wait a minute. It's, it's, Me and Marty both came from much, much small. smaller towns. We came from legitimately small okay, towns. <laughs> my community felt similar to Blaine. Yeah, pathetic and, and <laughs> shitty. I don't... A no, little, it's, it's just more like they don't realize how s- silly what they're doing is sometimes. Yeah, I, but I don't think the movie's getting to making... Fu- like, it is making fun of it lightly. Like, I do think it's making fun of it, but it's like... If you've ever, like, sat through a church service in a small town, you get the vibe of this movie. But it's celebratory of that, because I think if the play at the end of the movie was played played for, like, straight laughs, I would think that. But the audience enjoys it. So I think, like, the idea ultimately is, like, these people are enjoying doing this and having this in their lives. Well, yeah, it's, it's, you know, let them have it. It was also one of the things that I thought was interesting about it was, like, you watch this fucking train wreck of, like, them auditioning and then them Mm -hmm. putting together the play. And then Mm -hmm. the play itself or the musical actually isn't, like, that bad. The music's actually legitimately kind of good. Yeah, and it's kind of uh, like... The, well, the orchestra be... is is carrying the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, it, yes. sure. The but... dancing is horrendous. The dancing is the best part. But it's all terrible. The whole time you're watching the musical, you're waiting for it to go up in flames, and ironically, yeah. it, like, doesn't. And yeah. then afterwards is when, like, the twist happens with Goofman himself. Yeah, with Miss the affirmation Guffman not showing up. Is, uh, is Christopher Guest uh, a gay man? In the movie? Well, 
the, char- the- <laughs> yes, the character is gay. The character I, yes, I'm, that's what I'm asking. Is correct. is the actor who plays? Thank you, Kelly, no. the gay character. No. no. So is it bad? <laughs> it does. It does. That's like the thing that doesn't age well about this movie is that the voice is like very stereotypical. Yeah. What reminded me of it was the because uh, here's where I did a real a real laugh, not a nose laugh, Ooh. and Ha-ha. was when the, speaking of the dancing, just the part where he's like, "Everybody dance." <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's. But like, I'm just laughing. Is it funny because he's? You know what no, I mean? I like I hope character. I'm not just laughing at the. I think, I think it's, it's the character. The like, character. I, I do think it's, like, that character being, like, the stereotype of, like, oblivious theater guy, which is, like, such a caricature now. But I, I actually think at the time, I don't think that was that as prevalent in pop culture. Like, I do think this was, like, kind of created that as, like, a thing to make fun of. As a, a stereotype? Bit. Yeah, I think so. Wait, wait. It created what? The, like, the like uh, pretentious theater person who thinks that they're, like, doing, like, amazing work, but they're really, like, trash. Like, I do think that was, like, this. not that this is the first sure. one that did, but it was, like, a very famous example of that, I think. Gotcha. I think, in general, the movie kind of created that a little bit. I was thinking about that. I'm like, I, did, I guess I, it seems like this is, like, the biggest example of, like, making fun of community theater I can think of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when he asked for a hundred thousand dollars, that scene is so good. Ugh. Maybe I'm the everybody dance line and... is uh, is funny because like it's also like the music is just like doot 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 like it's like whatever. But this was that was like a bop in like eighteen fifty or whatever. Everybody dance. Yeah. <laughs> Why would that oh, make you want so, to dance? So like, man. I love I I really did love this movie actually. Fred Willard in this movie is like so fucking funny the entire time. He's, which which he's the uh, he's the travel, travel agent. agent. Oh, the husband. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he them he's not leaving Blaine. <laughs> Ever <they're> travel <laughs> yes. agents, but they have never left Blaine. Oh yeah. And then he tries to show Eugene Levy his penis to see. Oh yeah. To get his, his medical because he had. Small, his smallening penis reduction penis surgery, reduction surgery. <laughs> which is like the one time where the thing kind of tips into being like over the top yeah, silly that was but that's like, like definitely an over the top improv but I was, I was fine so with funny. that yeah. yeah it was like the only time they went that far with it yeah. at least I thought but yeah what were the other funny parts oh the best goof in the whole movie. I told you this already, Scott. It's when Parker Posey is cooking one chicken wing on the yeah. grill. It's the bleakest. Yeah. And the way the it's grill shot. seems like not lit. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> the way it's shot too. They do a close up of her, and then they pull out to a little wide of her, just like alone with this one chicken wing on the grill, and it's the saddest. And she's talking ever about how like. Dairy Queen will take me back. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like oh, and then eventually she says she's going to develop a healthy blizzard as, yeah. her, as her, like, tie. At the end of the movie, like, her next steps are... I'm yeah, like, everyone blizzard. else is a little bit more hopeful or, yeah. like, more excited. Yeah. Like, their lives were changed and she's just, like, back at Dairy Queen. Yeah. <laughs> There's some... People do There's not the, like the our The fans opinions. are outside. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to get in. <laughs> Uh, what else? What were the other good parts? The musical, that was a good part. So the music was done by guest Harry Shearer and Michael McKean of Spinal Tap. Nice. He brought them on board to help him write the music. That tracks. Yes. I liked the scene where guest played, like, the army person. I think, like, while they were on stage, too, they all had, like, a lot of eyeliner on, which is pretty typical yeah. for being in a play, but it was still just really funny when you see it on camera. It just mm-hmm. looks goofy. Yeah. But when they did, like, him being, like, an army 
I don't remember what it was about, World War One or something, but... Yeah, because the, the play is like a span, so the whole play is a set, but the setup for the movie is they're putting on this community theater production at the end of a 150th celebration of this small town in Missouri called Blaine. Blaine. Red, con- white, and Blaine. Where the concept is these settlers were trying to get to California. The leader of the settlers smelt salt water and said, we're here, and it was just Missouri, but then they all just loved it, so they all stayed. <laughs> and then they made, they were famous for manufacturing stools. Yes, yeah. correct. So also a good which, bit. Isn't it funny that they don't know that's a medical term for uh, duty? For duty. <laughs> It is funny. It is also like clearly that's what the movie is about. Also, is like these people who are like doing like, not Hollywood, but they're doing like big artistic thing. But they settle for Missouri is the thing. Mm -hmm. Nice little, nice little movie thing. It's I think. uh, Oh well, two things. First of all, The Office. Yes. Right. Documentary now. Yeah, they owe a debt of gratitude to the guest man. Yes. And uh, I especially, what part reminded me? Oh, uh, when Parker Posey is like, I've worked at Dairy Queen for, uh, and she like pauses, like she can't remember how mm-hmm. long, and it's supposed to be like, wow, it's so sad that she can't even remember how long. She's re- That's verbatim in the, the pilot episode of The Office. Yeah. Uh, and then what was my no, other his, thing? This stuff and like the following guest movies, Best in Show, For Your Consideration, all of those ones, everybody rips those off. Like, yeah. this movie is like, for sure, all the like those yeah those mockumentary things they just do what they're doing here, which is like, kind of like playing up the sadness. It's like it's like making fun of the Errol Morris documentaries. It feels like specifically oh. where it's like the small town America thing and playing up how bleak it is a little bit. Um, well, it's just everybody is like very like uh, fly. I mean, I think it's about when I say it's like about pathetic people. Like it's like you know like ethos, pathos, and logos. Like. Learning. Pathetic is the same, or like empathy, they all have like the same root word, which is just like the emotional part of the brain, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, you really feel for these people because, or it's like, okay, speaking of, on some head-ass shit, it's about the duality of man. These people with very lofty dreams and a very stark reality. And it's like, you know, you're seeing them, you know, they have a delusion, but it's like a beautiful delusion. Yeah, because like ultimately they do make something that makes people happy and makes themselves happy, but it is like completely misguided. Like the whole like thing. like us right now. Hey. (laughs) Are we doing waiting for, I do think that whenever I watch movies or like anything like that and I'm always like, God, I'm just a struggling artist who's just trying to We are the Christopher Guest movie characters of the podcasting world. Okay. Somebody make a documentary. I would say I we're really, not even to that level nah, yet. <laughs> we're not even community theater level <laughs> podcasters. We've got to talk off air about what you're expecting to get out of this. Because for me, I'm expecting to get some good hangs with my good dudes. I oh. want to be locally famous from this. Okay, well, <laughs> guys, I, I podcasting just, is not a good way to be locally famous. I just what got do you a mean? text. I got a text from Scott Ackerman. He's gonna <laughs> he's gonna stop by the podcast studio and have a live sit-in session with us later. Wow! Oh my god! Oh my god! He must have heard us on the local airwaves. Yeah, he's I. Whoops. He's in town. Yeah, <laughs> he said he'll be here in twenty minutes. Scott's constantly. Hold on, we rerouted the signal to his limousine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Earwolf limousine. It travels cross country. I'm just doing the end of Wayne's World. Yeah. <laughs> I recall. I Again, have not seen Wayne's World. What you're the really, fuck? You're really blowing it. It's not a spoof, goof, or an novelty song. Yeah, but well. we just started this podcast two weeks ago. Yeah. 
You've only watched. You've watched. I've watched nothing? two movies since then. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Which <spoilers>. ones? <laughs> well, I've watched Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery, uh-huh. and uh, Waiting for Guffman. Oh, <laughs> what a coincidence! <sighs> well, is there anything? Are there any more guff talk we got? I think it's time to rate the movie as a movie and as a spoof, which I have some controversial opinions. Oh about. wow! But let's go with you, Scott, first for the movie. As a movie, yes. Uh, I'm going to give it. This is a reverse power situation. As a yes. movie, I will give it a seven. Whoa. And as a spoof, I will give it a five. I'll do do I defend your ratings? Uh, I liked it as a movie. We'll get to you. Where, uh, I, <laughs> <laughs> I liked it as a movie uh, just because, like, good character development. It was funny, but it was also, like, it made you feel for the characters. Yeah. Uh, which you don't, you know, Austin Powers, I don't have an emotional investment in his... What? <laughs> Sorry. I, personally, a lot of vaginas arc in that yeah, film is phenomenal. It was beautiful. Yes. It was a critique on was critique modern on... feminism. Mm, yes. <laughs> uh, but then as a, a, a spoof, like I said, it was a nose laugh movie. I never... I want those long belly laughs, baby. Yeah. And Scott. Yeah. I, for the audience, just to give them some some context here. What to you are ten out of ten movies? I'm actually curious. Um, Fight Club. You're setting me up. <laughs> the Godfather. Oh, I'm just curious. See. What are your favorite films? Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Uh, Have you ever been to a college dorm? It's the like Artist. <laughs> Argo. Moonlight. Moonlight. Oh, God, Moonlight. Uh, the Shape of Water. Yep. <laughs> Million Dollar Baby. For, oh, so for good. For like a hot second, dude, La La Land. Yeah, for like a second. And then I was like, like wait. For no. a very short time. And then Moonlight. Yeah, and That's then it. Moonlight right after. Yeah, it's because I saw him in the same day. Oh. And so <laughs> you left. You got 20 seconds I walked La La out of La La Land and I was like, this is the best movie I've ever seen. I guess I can, I'll just go watch this Moonlight piece of shit. And then I watched that and then I was like, that's the greatest that's movie the of all time. <laughs> Until I saw The Shape of Water the next year. Scott, on behalf of our listeners, thank you for the context. <laughs> Kelly, rate the movie as a movie and as a movie. For a movie for me, I'd say like it's a five or six. Out of? Out of ten. Okay. Yeah, I'm doing ten. Sure. I'm not doing scales again. Okay. I'm just making sure. Uh, again. What do you mean again? Yeah, what do you mean again? Well, what are you referencing? Shape of water. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> scales again. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, that one's... When I got out of that, I was like, I'm not doing scales again. <laughs> Let's hope Guillermo del Toro don't either. Oh, my God. But as, like, a, as a goof, dude, that's like a... This is like... Uh, it feels like it's groundwork in Hang a little on. way. As a spoof, not as a goof. As a spoof. Okay, as a spoof, then whatever. It's it, it's it's <laughs> it's like, not whatever. It's like a it's, it's like a seven and a half, eight. It's probably like an eight, because it's like you said, it laid groundwork for like The Office. I do like think it was very influential. Yes. Yeah, all of those like, uh, you know, headshot. I don't remember what's it called. Head on a stick. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Those those classic interview talking bits, head talking heads. Yeah. By the way, you know what one of my sense. favorite uh, avant-garde bands from the 70s is? was uh, Head on a Stick. <laughs> you both got there at the same time. Uh, for me, easy. 9 out of 10 as a movie. I loved this movie. I really enjoyed it. And the, and, the, and the interviews at the end, I really think, like, if they don't have that, it's, like, too bleak of a note to end on, just on ending on the play and them failing. May I interject? Are we going to do Spinal Tap? Yes. At, in the future, yes. Then I will save my question. Yes. <clears throat> Why? 
Do you think this movie's better than Spinal Tap? Is yes, what I, I was, do. Okay. I actually don't love Spinal Tap, but I haven't seen it a lot. I saw it once, and I would also agree that this movie's better. Yeah, I, and I have a feeling like as we watch more of these guest movies, I feel like they're all going to get better and better. I think uh, A Mighty Wind is my fave. Okay. I haven't seen any of the other. I've only seen bits of Best in Show. I like Best in Show. I was shocked, because I'd never That's seen any of these favorite. ones, and I was like, oh, this is like right up my alley. <laughs> this is like really nice, yeah. 9 out of 10 is a movie. As a spoof, 6 out of 10. That's it. And you know why? I don't think it's that much of a spoof. I don't think it's really making fun of anything in particular. It's making fun it's of, making fun of like community theater. And, but it's not. Like, what does it do that, like, actually makes fun of how documentaries are constructed or how documentaries are done? I don't know. It just doesn't feel like it's that actively making fun of the genre yeah. it's doing. It feels, and this is my whole feeling on mockumentaries in general, they have a tendency to be done to justify doing improv and I think as a thing it works better to do the mockumentary style with the improv performance thing because it does lend itself to be makes it feel real baby. yeah and there's less prep there's less production that goes into that that makes it a lot easier to do that kind of stuff but I do think it's like to keep production costs down you do that you do the mockumentary styles so you don't have to worry about lighting or locations as much uh, it's, I don't think it's making fun of documentaries. It's just using... It's using it's that, using that form. form. Right. Well, because, I mean, in, like, like real documentaries, too, it's like, you know, this this is... Ma- it's real. Correct. Like, yeah. 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 Uh, so, as a spoof, I just don't know if... It, I, and I feel like that way, in general, for mockumentaries, and I feel like that's going to spoil some future reviews, too, uh, that I just think, ultimately, those things, they don't really make fun of, like... The genre they're doing, I guess. People are so mad when our reviews get spoiled because people are on the edge of our seat for what are they? <laughs> what number are they going to give it? Well, if we ever do like a documentary now, though, like those would be ten out of tens. <laughs> I think no, I I do no, think they they do a little bit better job at like poking fun at the like that because they're doing like specific they're styles of documentary. They're so stark. Well, specific documentaries, even. Yeah. Exactly. I think I've been rating. Hearing you do this rate, I think I've been rating yeah. the spoof thing wrong this whole time. Oh, <laughs> I, mean, so. I thought you if rating it as a spoof was just how funny is it? That's rating it as a goof. That's rating it as a goof. We're rating a spoof. Oh well, then should we? Okay. So you can oh, do Jesus. corrections for your Austin Powers spoof. Well, the, if you all want I'm to. saying is this is bullshit, Marty. <laughs> it must be real nice for you to get to go last and just stomp out. <laughs> The fucking cherry of our cigarette that Scott and I just got done passing around. Yeah. I, I actually gave it a better review than both of you, though. I think as a spoof, I'm pretty sure I gave it a higher rating. Well, I just didn't know. So wait, so when we say it as a movie, that, is that how funny it is? No, off the record, I think, that is. No, I think it's just like you're rating it as like as a as like a movie. What do you think of this movie? And then as a spoof, it's like, how good is this as like making fun of the stuff it's trying to make fun of? Dear listener, from here on out, <laughs> when I rate it as a spoof, I will be rating it both in its uh, accuracy and lampooning and humor levels. I do think humor levels is part of that, though. And I don't. I think like the spoof aspect of this movie is not what's ultimately funny. The characters are really funny. Like I think like the performances like is very funny. Uh, Characters welcome. The performances and all of their relationships are all great. Like the like subtle like things between Eugene Levy and the travel agents, like how they just like they look down on him so much and how he's like trying to prove him. like all that shit is great. It's all so well done the whole time. Dear listener, today was a rough day. <laughs> Dear listener, <laughs> we lost some audio. <laughs> we lost some audio. And then Marty had the gall <laughs> to review the movie last <laughs> and tell me and Scott that we were reviewing it incorrectly. I didn't say <laughs> Only didn't until say he had done our review and we did our <laughs> full reviews. I didn't say any of this. You guys can review it however you want to. I don't want to do this podcast anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, too bad. I think we've been misunderstanding each other, and if this is how it's going to be, I'm out. Scott literally spoke Latin earlier. <laughs>
Wait, what did you say? Ethos. Pathos. Pathos. Logos. Thanos. I think that's Greek. Thanos. Thanos. Greek Latin. Mykonos. It's all dead to me. Wait, what? (laughs) Both languages. I think that's going to do it for our review of Waiting for Guffman. Scotty, do you have a song for us this week? I do. Hold. Wait, you know what? Wait, I do need my I'm doing Sami Zayn's theme right now from WWE. Oh, we both. It's a ska theme. Colin wants to do WWE podcasts, and I told him I'm not interested. <laughs> I said hit up Marty. He's cornered a new market though, because there ain't <laughs> none kind of, of WWE podcasts. I don't know what his shtick is. It's, by the way, the wrestling podcast arena is packed. That's what there's I'm saying. too many podcasts. Yeah. There's a lot of been canceled on some of those like podcast networks because there's too fucking many. And advertisers won't sell you. Today's novelty song is... Do 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 manamana. Oh, I love this one. Is that the name of the song? Uh, the name of the song is Ma Na Meh Ma Na. Can you spell it? M A H space N A. Space M A H space N A. That just shows my Midwest roots because I always thought it was M A H N A. Wait, M E H N A. I always thought it was O-P-E space O-P-E space O-P-E. Dude, these spelling gags are just so good. (laughs) I was surprised that it's actually got spaces between the the thing. It's not just one word like the band. Well, that's the... Okay, Marty, Uh we'll get into it. Okay, okay. So, this song was originally written by Piero, and this is going to take me a second. It's an Italian fella by the name of Piero Umiliani. Oh, Greek Uh, was easy for him. Uh, Italian. <laughs> you know what? Piero Umiliani. I'm not going to do the Italian voice. I feel like that's the last voice you can get can away with, and let's Midwest just not style do it. For me? Piero Umiliani. <laughs> that was really good. Like you, yeah, when I do it, it's, it's easier. Like, yeah, it's like I can pronounce anything in that it's accent. It's like you're from the Midwest. <laughs> hey, I don't mind a pia. Hey, I come from a da, da, da. Dan County. <laughs> you've, you've veered into that uh, middle ground between Jamaican and Irish. Hey, you are from here, Marty. <laughs> you're, you, you can just talk. Oh, well, let's <laughs> go down to the Lambo field later, yeah? Okay, that's yeah, good. That was was yeah, nobody's don't, lampooned don't the Midwest accent before. It's so. It worse. so, uh, Umiliani. Uh, wrote this song uh, uh, for the band Mark IV to perform uh, for the film Sweden, colon, Heaven and Hell. I hope all of these, by the way, are going to be like songs that were done for movies, because that's a uh, The vast majority of them, it seems okay. like that's how a lot of these end up getting made. These is, weirdo, like, sort of, sort of, like, yeah, you could see how it could be like a movie score They're song, going for just, niche, like they need yeah. a really niche sound. Yeah. Turn, I mean, they don't really need, it's not like that... <laughs> This movie would have sucked if it weren't for this like weird '60s fucking. Oh, I love this bop. future Dr. Pepper jingle. Yeah. <laughs> so this movie, Sweden, Heaven and Hell, which was an exploitation documentary about uh, crazy sex swingers in uh, Sweden having a you know a crazy '60s time. Ooh la la. Uh, so the the song accompanies a scene in the film uh, set in a sauna, which. Uh, Gave the song its original title, uh, which uh, this is, I think, this is probably Italian too, so bear with me. Viva la sana svedesi, 
which translates to Hooray for the Swedish sauna. <laughs> uh, so with that in mind, let's hear a little bit of the original version of Manamana. So you you get it. They said this was for an orgy. Uh, it was a, a steamy old scene in the Swedish sauna. It doesn't necessarily mean sex. People can go to a steam room without sex, Kelly. Yeah, you're, you're right. Pervert. I love just going to the orgy, and just taking in, taking it in. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, there's a little kind of bossa nova thing going on. And uh, what they say about this song is, uh, structurally, it is a rondo. Mm, What is that? I knew you'd ask. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a basketball player? It could be. You're asking the wrong guy. (laughs) Uh, So what it is is uh, it's a song where uh, it, uh, it goes off on tangents, but it always returns to the same Theme. Gotcha. So, for example, our Manamana is like part A. Do, 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 do. Right. And so it goes A, B, A, C, A, D. It always goes back to, you know, the original thing. I, I noticed that the original version is like, uh, it's a lot subtler. I would say, than like how it's played on the radio now, or like whenever you hear that song in commercials or anything, well, it's always what, like very big. What they, popular li- popularized it is the Muppets. Correct. Because right? that's the version I know. Right. They, it was re-recorded for uh, and popularized by the Muppets, who first did it on Sesame Street, then the Ed Sullivan Show, and then much later when the Muppets got their own show, it was on the pilot of that as well. So... Let's hear a little bit of the Muppets version to compare and contrast. So you hear the the Muppets version of uh, the tune, and it's if you have it, you gotta go on YouTube. Okay, YouTube.com. And yeah, it's a great clean website. Click on the search bar. Click on the search bar and type in Manamana. Muppets. We told you how to spell it earlier. Yes. Go back and listen to that. And you search for it, and you click on probably the top result. It's probably not the best quality, but it's so So what you want to do funny. is click the little gear in the lower right-hand so corner. Funny. Make sure it's at 1080p. Or Write that down. No, because it's probably a <laughs> rip from the actual... Make sure it's on the official Muppets YouTube yeah. channel. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's a good bit. It's a funny... I remember it as a kid. I don't remember the actual joke behind it. I think it was just that it always went back to the phenomena. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just then the like two playful. other Muppets would go, do, 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 do. Yeah. And they would... The, they played with the framing of it a lot. It's a good... It's, I, I wish we watched the clip. It's meant for babies to laugh. Yeah. And that's why Kelly likes it. All right. I have one more piece of information. Would anyone care to guess? The original recording... Made it to the Billboard Top 100. Would anyone like to guess what it peaked at? I oh boy, I would like to guess. Well, Marty, I'd like to guess. I will okay. entertain your guess. I'm gonna let Kelly go first. Kelly, 69th place, baby. I'm gonna go with one. <laughs> 
You think it made it, <laughs> it top the to charts. number one? Wait, what year was this? 1968. So it was oh, the shit. Beatles, oh. the off the yeah. Beatles White Album Come number together, two for yeah. sure. Number one. <laughs> uh, I'll go with number two. Man. And the winner. By proximity is Kelly. It oh, peaked shit. at number fifty-five oh. on the charts. You were playing it up like it was sixty-nine. Yeah. Now. <laughs> well, somebody has to win. Otherwise, okay. it's like I you win. both lose. It's fifty-five. No, I mean like you were making it seem like we should guess sixty-nine because you were like, "Oh, it's a funny number." But I never said. <laughs> I got rewind the tape. Did I ever say? I never said it was a funny number. It peaked at a number. You don't have to rewind. A very yeah, funny number. That's not how tape rewinding sounds. <laughs> We're recording is funny. this on a screen door. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, that's the novelty song. Okay. Great. I love. I Time? love that one. So for this week's goof or novelty product, as we have come to define it as, I outsourced my uh, novelty buying prowess. Correct. Are you about to shoehorn in that you're married <laughs> to my wife? <laughs> My wife went out and picked up a little item. Hold on, for will us. you say that one more time? My wife. Cool. <laughs> You're in a committed relationship. The, the reason. Sick. The reason I bring this up is because I don't even know what we're getting this week, and so I'm going to reach into our bag this week. There's two items. Kelly, no spoilers. <laughs> well, only one of them is for now. And I'm going to pull out one of the items. We have another item for next week's episode. And she got us <laughs> gummy vitamins. Disney gummy vitamin, gummy multivitamins. The princess edition. The princess edition. So we're gonna try these gummy vitamins. Oh, crack no. those bad boys open. And we're gonna. Oh, she already did. <laughs> I was about to say because there's gonna be a tamper-proof. Seal I was only told that OD it was a product for our house. That was the only thing I was told. So you said we're gonna try for your gummies. house. I thought you said from your house. I just think for this is going to nourish Marty and his wife for. Days to come. Yeah, this is all we can afford right now. We're very pro- poor. Which ones did you get? Which uh, I took a red. Oh, did I just took a handful. Look at which princess it is. You guys are really bad at this. Okay, so so far, this is basically just a fruit snack. I think I got Bell. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it's a vitamin in any way. Wait for the aftertaste. It's got vitamins in it. I want to have two. Fuck you guys. Wow. Kelly's double dipping. Like I cannot tell he's double, He bit off the head of one and then <laughs> dipped it back. <laughs> yeah, and used that to pick up the other one. The gooey Gelatin <laughs> picked up the other one like a magnet. What a freak. It was disgusting to watch. Kelly, how could you? Kelly's looking at the label right now. Kelly, can you tell us okay, anything? Okay, why wouldn't you guys look at it? Can you tell us anything about the label? Um, It's not that interesting. <laughs> Well, it's got A vitamins, B let's, vitamins, let's, C vitamins, D vitamins. Let's e dive vitamins. into... The Wikipedia of my brain. <laughs> and let's talk about, like, the origins of this. And I think the origins got to be Flintstones vitamins. Mmm. The now, ultimate. Did you guys have those vitamin. growing up? Yes, sure. They, did. they didn't They're like this, but good. chalky. Yeah, yes, they were more like Tums. Not good. Yeah. I did not like Tums that. for kids. And as a child little boy, I ate okay. a gallon of those my, a day. Okay, so my dad had, like, vitamins for adults and they tasted way better. Yeah. They're way tasty. Yeah, they put alcohol huh. in those. Yeah. Like tangy. <laughs> oh, that's what it is. <laughs> it was just whiskey and he's like, this is my vitamin, Miss Kelly. Preschool drunk. <laughs> my finger paints would be all over the place. It's nap time. Can I take a look at the bottle? Yeah, I'm at it. So what we got here is uh, there's Bell, Ariel, and what I believe is Rapunzel. 
Those are and, characters. And uh, these Disney? got thirty three percent less sugar than the leading brand, which is we got to teach the girls early to you can't enjoy anything. You have to watch even when you're having vitamins. You get paid less and you get less yeah. sugar What's in your gut. Well, we don't know, that, but that's the thing. What we do know is there's got to be a boy equivalent. There's no way complete multivitamin is going to be missing out on half the market. There's probably like the Disney princes, I would guess. There's like a land. No, it's just, it's like guns. Like, <laughs> it's Disney guns? No. It's, oh, okay. They're just regular guns. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like shoot 'em ups. I mean, you know what I mean? Here's the thing. The prince, the prince, the princes yeah. are, that's, I feel like the, the, it's, they market that still to the girls. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And Solid for points. boys, it's like, Zords. I don't know what that is, but I just feel one. like I don't want another one. I want to see what the serving size is Ooh. because it's so bogus. This it's is like so half. stupid. This yeah, one gummy. One gummy but is a serving size. But these taste great. It's crazy. These taste so good. Why would you ever only want to eat one of these? Because you're not supposed to have one a day. It's a. It's I don't a give. A, then make it taste grosser. Wait, let me see the back of that thing. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Because if I want to eat a shit ton of those, I already had two. Serving size, one gummy for children two and three years old, two gummies for children four and up. Oh, that's me. I had that's two. You. I think you get one gummy for every four years. <laughs> so, Kelly, you can have like four gummies. Fuck this bottle. I'm having a gummy. Yeah, oh Kelly's God. 16. <laughs> my third gummy, baby. Oh, yeah. We also have to get a waiver signed from you, Kelly, so you can legally uh, record a podcast with us because you're mm-hmm, underage. Because you're a minor. Yeah. Yeah, so, I'm, Kelly, you thinking about colleges? or No, I got the black lung. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Didn't get your vaccines? Your parents are anti-vaxxers? No, it's just from working in the mines all day. Yeah. <laughs> the Virginia mines? I'm a miner. Oh, okay. Oh, Jesus. God, uh, fuck you. Somehow you made the worst joke on the show. I think we got to shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a low bar to cross. That, I think, is going to do it for us this week. We we hit forty minutes. Did we? What oh can you gosh. expect? I mean, there's pro- there's a lot of filler in the beginning. Nothing like calling attention to how long a podcast is. Well, viewer, <laughs> listener, it's true wow. what they say. Forty minutes has passed, so just keep that in mind. Maybe you put this on. You're like, I'm only gonna do the dishes for forty minutes. I'm gonna go for one forty minute jog. Yeah. And any longer than that, I'm gonna kill myself. Yeah. Also, so life hack for the viewers. Take a little bit of that indica. Uh-huh. That 40 minutes starts to feel more like an hour. Oh, baby. And our voices sound slower. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is, all right, 40 minutes in is the point where you toke up for the podcast. <laughs> oh, that's this where you toke up. Strap it. That's yeah. when it starts to get good. And then the last 20 minutes is just us playing sitar. Yeah. <laughs> boing, 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 boing. I got my didgeridoo. Oi, 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 oi. Well, all right. <laughs> we'll see you next week when we're reviewing a new movie. Is it a movie? I think it's only 40 minutes long. Oh. <laughs> this was all a teaser for next week's episode. So get Stay ready for tuned. that. We love you. Bye.